So the title of this message is, Our God is Able. He's able. Not only is he faithful, but he's able. And I don't know how many times in our lives, I can only use myself as an example, where I've tried to manipulate, I've tried to move, I've tried to influence events in my life, things that happened when all I had to do was stand on the word, trust God, pray and stand, pray and stand, pray and stand, and wait for the manifestation of God's glory in the situation, and trust that he would know what is best for me. Sometimes we pray things, and maybe they're not the best for us. But God knows what's best. And if we will just stand on his word and believe him, it will all be okay. And so one of my favorite scriptures is in Ephesians 3 and 20. Ephesians 3 and 20. Many of you may know this scripture, but every time I read it, it tickles me. It just gives me joy. And it says in the King James Version, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. You see, God is able to do above all that we could imagine. But it's according to what we believe and the power that worketh within us. You see, the greater one exists within us. As Pastor Jeremy has taught us, Holy Spirit resides within us. But if we will trust God, and if we will believe God, and we will stand on his word, he will come through every single time. Not sometime, because he is able to do above all that we could possibly imagine. Just think back on your lives, everybody. You're here today, sitting right here, worshiping our great Lord, here to receive what he has for us. How many times has God come through for you, your families, your loved ones, your friends? All we have to do is trust him and believe that he is able to do what we can't do. We pray and we rest in that prayer. We believe and we rest in our faith. We trust him regardless of what we see in our physical presence. Because faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of him that diligently seeks him according to Hebrews 11 and 6. If we go to God, we must believe that he is able to do it because it makes him very unhappy when we don't trust him. 
when we don't have the faith to believe that he can do it. But when we stand on his word, when the flood comes in and it looks like nothing is going to save us, he's there. He's there all along. He's there. And some of these trials and tribulations, they work together for the good for us because it strengthens our faith in him. It builds courage in us. It gives us the strength that we need through him to stand. But I don't want to go through that trial. Did Jesus want to go to the cross? He asked if that cup could be passed. But nevertheless, he said, not my will, Daddy. Thy will be done. There are things in our lives that we wish the cup could be passed. There are. But to accomplish the will of God in our lives, we must sometimes go through the fire and the storms only to come out on the other side looking more like our dad every day. And if those trials and tribulations cause us to be closer to our father and to look more like him, then I don't know about you, but I've decided it's worth it. Even though it hurts, I want to be more like my daddy, even though it hurts. And so he's able to do exceeding, abundantly, abundantly. You know, I talk to some Christians sometimes, and I go, well, how's it going? I'm just hanging in there. Oh, Lord. You just hanging in there. Well, Celeste, uh, I don't know. You don't know. Well, Celeste, uh, I don't know, you know, I've uh, been praying for my mom. She's been sick, but I don't know if God's going to come through. I'm not judging anyone because I've been there. I've been there, okay? I've spoken words of um, unbelief. I've doubted God. I've, um, yeah, I've done a lot of things that have not lined up with his word. But through time and through growing and through getting word in me and through praying and sitting under the leadership of a word-teaching church like Radiant, I've grown. I've grown. And I've seen that path of growth, and I still have much to grow. But my point here is this. Our confession and what we believe in our hearts, what we truly believe will be tested when the storms come. It's not when the sun shines. You know, when everything is great, things are going good, but what do you believe when the storm comes? Will you stand on God's word? He's able, he is able to do exceeding abundantly. And so our life as Christians are not supposed to be just lives of, oh, we're just making it. Who wants to be a Christian? If they see us saying, oh, whatever, that doesn't sound exciting. The world's life sounds more exciting to that. We should be examples, light 
in the earth. John 8 and 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. We should be the light of life, displaying to the world that we can do what he says through the blood of Jesus Christ and the spirit that resides within us, that we can do exceeding abundantly above what this world is doing. We are the hope of the world. They need to see God in us. And so that's why I get excited, folks, when I'm up here praising and worshiping, because I see what God has done in my life. I see how he has come in and rescued me from the storms. And my mother and my father, I once gave my testimony and I told you that my, I was raised by two alcoholic parents. But what I didn't get a chance to tell you in that message, that both of them got saved and received Jesus. My father, two years before he transitioned, at 74, received Christ. My mom, myself, and my sister all came into the family in 1988. So never count God out because he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think of. God has plans for every life in here. He has a definite plan for you and for me. And he wants us to fulfill it so he may be glorified in this earth. That he may be glorified, not me, not you, our God. But he will use your intellect. He will use your degrees. He will use your experience. He will use whatever you have. And he will take that. And if you will allow him, he will work through that. And he will glorify himself through that. It's not bad to get a degree. You know, I used to, my folks would say, well, Celeste, I don't know. You know, you got that master's degree, and what's that got to do? Because that master's degree is submitted to the Lord. It's his. That education is his. It's not to lift myself up. Some of you will be placed in places where only those who have degrees will be able to relate to you. But they will see the God in you and wonder, hmm, she's got a PhD or he's got a PhD or master's, but they're a Christian too. How does that work? Y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? How does that work? And so God will use everything that he's given us for his glory if we submit to him. He is able. And so I'm going to give you another scripture. And that scripture is Ephesians 4 and 19. But my God shall supply all, not some, all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Whatever you're believing for, if it lines up with God's will, you'll get it. It may not be when you want it, but you'll get it. Some of you are believing for things and you've given up on them. You have. You're saying it's not in God's will. 
No, you've given up. You just have to wait for his timing. See, God's timing is impeccable. It's impeccable. He knows everything, the beginning, the end. He knows when you're ready for things and not ready for things. If God had given me everything that I had asked him for at the time that I had asked it, I would have messed it up because I did not have the maturity, the spiritual maturity and the emotional maturity to steward the things that he had for me. And we are to be the stewards of the things that God gives us. You're asking for finances? Fine, we have to meet our bills and so forth. But those finances are to be used by God for his purposes. He wants you taken care of, me taken care of, you taken care of. But he also wants kingdom work to be done, and that takes money. It does. People go, oh, you're saying the M word. Yeah, it does. It takes money for those missionaries overseas to do what they do. For Brother Abraham to grow churches. For us to take this community locally. It's going to take some funds. So it's important. It's important that whatever we ask God to supply, that it be in his will and that we be patient and trust him. Trust him. Our God is able. Our God is able. Our God is able. Our God is able. He can supply for all of our need. If we need him for finances, if we need him to move us someplace, to bring resources that we, it's not always money, folks. It's even more. If we need him to bring us peace, See, to me, prosperity is peace. It's peace of heart and peace of mind. It's joy, unspeakable joy, abundance of joy. That scripture that says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning, that's richness, folks, to have joy in life to wake up out of your sleep and to bound out of your bed and say, let's go get them for Jesus. I do that. I know you may not, but I do. Okay, sorry. Okay, because I know how good of a God he is. Peace, joy, patience. Who needs patience? That's a richness, folks, That's a, that we need richness. That's a fruit of the Spirit. That's richness. We can depend on him to supply if we will ask and believe in faith that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think of according to the Spirit, the power that worketh within us. It's in us, in every single Christian who knows Jesus as Lord. There's a power that's working in you, a dunamis power, a miraculous power, a life-changing power, a power that this world needs, that your family needs, that your community needs, that your workplace needs. God is able to do it through us if we will say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, Celeste, I didn't get what I want. Stay tuned. You're not gone yet. Stay tuned. I see everyone in here is living and breathing. And as long as you're living, you will see the glory of God increase in your life if you stay on his word and believe him. You will see the glory of God increase. You will see it in your families because that light is contagious. I don't care what you say. I want to give you a story, and it's a true story. I went out to Milan Prison yesterday. I've been ministering out there for the last five years, every month. Huron Valley Women's Correctional Center, every month. Detroit uh, Rescue Mission. Um, I ended that last December, and Wayne County Jail every month. But I came out back from Milan, and just the word was so rich, and just blessed by the brothers out there. People ask me, why do you go out there to the inmates? I love them. I love them. Because there's someone's son. There's someone's father out there. So there's someone's brother out there. And yes, they should do the time if they did the crime. Absolutely. But God loves them. They're not throwaways. They're not something that you forget and kick in a closet somewhere and say they're awful and I wish they'd go away and disappear. They're God's creation. And he's called me to them. And so I feel real comfortable out there. It's not everybody's call. But when I left there, I went to CVS, and I was parked in the parking lot, and I was talking on the phone through the speaker in my car to one of the people who was at service at Milan. And all of a sudden, on, the, on my driver's side, a young woman comes up. She's very young, blonde, pretty girl, and she's hitting bump on my window. And I let the window down, and I said, yes. And she said, do you have 75 cents? I just went in to get a prescription, and I'm short of the money. I said, yes, I have 75 cents. And then she started crying. And I said, get in my car, come around, because it was cold. And I said, what's going on? And she said that she was picking up a prescription for Valium. Now, this is a 20-something-year-old woman. And she said that her brother had just passed away. He had been hit by a drunk driver and that she had lost her husband in Afghanistan in 2011. And before that she had lost another brother to suicide. And I asked her if she knew Jesus as Lord. And she said, I do, but why does all this bad stuff keep happening to me? That's a, that's a reasonable question. Is it not, folks? Yes. And so all I could say to her is that there are things that happen that we don't understand. I don't understand my son's suicide. I don't understand that in the 
joy of my life that my husband had a heart attack at Lifetime Fitness while he was working out, and he passed away. I don't understand all of that. I don't. But what I do understand, that whatever we're going through, whatever we have to face, whatever breaks our heart, that God is with us. I do understand that. And so I can pray with you right now that God take you through this storm, that he cover you and your family and give you his peace. Because I don't have all the answers. And she said, pray for me. And we prayed. And then she said, would you come to my house this week and meet my mom and my dad, and will you pray for us? And I said, I will. See, you don't know. People are hurting. They're looking to us, not just me, but to us, because we have the greater one in us. They're looking for comfort. They're looking to know the God that takes care of us and keeps us through every storm. They're looking to know that maybe those, they're, Answers aren't always there, that, but that we can still live robust, rich, productive lives, even though we go through the storm, that we just don't have to hang on because that's not the life I want. And I don't know about you, but I'm not a, just a hanging on kind of gal. I want a life full of victory that Christ secured for us on the cross. I want a life where I lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I want a life when I speak to that demon and I say, come out. It comes out under the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ. I want a life that when I pray for my family, that people will come into the kingdom and join the family because the power of God worketh in me. And that power is accessible to all of us. Oh, yeah, I'm a preacher. I believe what I preach. I've lived what I preach. And I believe that God can do anything. All things are possible with our God. Every single thing that we need, he can supply. And so I want to encourage you, family, radiant family, this Church is under attack. Our pastor and his family are under attack. And I'm going to ask you to stand on the word and to thank God for protecting our pastor and his wife and his children and the congregation. Because when God gives us an assignment, the enemy does not like it. He doesn't. He is going to come against us. He came against Jesus constantly, constantly. But we don't have to be afraid. That's the good news. Because our God is able. Our God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think of according to the power that worketh within us. And so... I'm going to give you one more scripture before we wrap up. I've got the dropsies today. I don't know why. There were three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, in the Old Testament. They would not bow down 
and served the gods of a king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. They would not sell out. Oh, they could have, but they said, no, we refuse to worship idols. We refuse to worship other gods. We only know one God, and we will worship that God unto death. And so the king decided, you know what? Let's see how cool your, ki- your God is. We're going to throw you in a furnace, okay? And we're going to turn up the heat and see what you believe. And so he did. He threw those three young Hebrew boys into the furnace. And then he even turned up the furnace even higher. But somewhere in there, As they were watching these three Hebrew boys, there was an image of another person in there. The God that never leaves us. (gasps) The God that never forsakes us. I don't know what your life is, but in every fire, my God has been in that furnace with me. And when they came out of the furnace, They were intact, no smoke, no residue, only the glory of God upon them as the glory of God rests upon you. And so I want to leave you with this word of encouragement today, this word that I pray that you will apply in your own lives. God is able. Trust him. Trust them. You must be fully persuaded. Not just persuaded, but fully persuaded. When Abraham became fully persuaded, God was able to do miracles in his life. We must be fully persuaded, not kind of, sort of, maybe. He might do it. He might and might not. He can, but maybe he can't. He will, but maybe he won't. No, that's not the God that we serve. That's not the God that we serve. So I encourage you to put your full trust in a God that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask according to the power that worketh within us. If there's anyone here today that is just a, a boost in your strength and your courage, that you're facing trials that maybe no one in here could possibly understand, and you just need prayer, you just need prayer to just strengthen you so that you can allow God to do what he wants to do, to take you through it all and to have you be victorious. If that's you, raise your hand. If you could, yes, 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 yes. And so I pray. Father, we put our full trust in you. We believe, Father God, that you're able to do all things. We rest in you, Lord, even when we can't see the end result yet. 
We do not look at the situation, but we look unto you, Lord. We trust you. We cry out to you and we say, Abba, Father, you are able. And Father God, we, we will let you, Father God, take control. We release it right now. Father God, let us get out of our own way and let you be God. We release it to you. And Father God, we will stand in belief and faith because you are able to do it. We ask this in Jesus' name, and we stand on your word and believe that you will do whatever we need done according to your will. And we thank you. Amen.